Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Powerful Fearless Girls. The parents at today's square table have two powerful fearless girls, and they are both under two years old. I picked these parents for this discussion because I love that we can see girl power this young, and because it isn't easy to raise powerful fearless kids of any kind, boys or girls. I'm sitting with Michelle and Darren Littman and Rebecca Schwartz. I'm really happy you're here, and I want you to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your fabulous, amazing, powerful daughters. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to go first? Sure. My name is Rebecca Schwartz. I have a 21-month-old daughter, Hazel. Hazel is one of the most uniquely independent girls I've seen. She knows what she wants and how to get it, but she never uses force. She is quiet and observant and takes it all in before she goes for it. Um, she uses her charm yes, to get does. what she wants. She certainly does. Mm -hmm. how, how young was she when you first noticed those traits in her? To be honest, our baby nurse, when she was two weeks old, told us that she knows what she wants when she wants it, <laughs> and she's going to be like that. Um, Did you believe her? Yes, I did. Uh, strong women are in my family. Yay. They are fiercely independent. Um, so she fits right in. I think I noticed it, I'd say right around nine months when we moved down to Florida. And things were a little different. And um, it must have been something she didn't like or something that changed that wasn't comfortable to her. And she let me know in her own way um, that she felt a little timid and wanted to just watch first before she touched or engaged. And you respected that from the first time you saw it. Absolutely. Love it, love it. Okay, I'm going to go to Darren next so that Michelle doesn't uh, mm -hmm. say the thing you wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so can you describe Mila? Yeah, um, Mila is going to be a year and a half in like two days. Um, and she's just full of spunk, I'll say. Um, sometimes I think that she's already 12, the yes. way that she acts. Um, <laughs> she dropped a carrot the other day, for example, and the dog ate the carrot. And I said, look, the dog ate your carrot. She looked at me and she goes, cool. 
I'm mean, so glad she didn't want it back. <laughs> yeah, well, we've she's done, done that too. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's just uh, headstrong already, and we love that about her and want to encourage her to continue to be that way. I love it. And, and, it, and it is interesting because the girls share this spirit, this feisty soul, but... Um, as you said, Hazel is quieter in it, mm-hmm. but she's still very physically confident in her body. Mm-hmm. And Mila is a little more physical in all ways, mm-hmm. in the sense of just, here I come world. I mean, you wouldn't describe Mila as quiet, would you? No. <laughs> no, I think she can be if she's a little over, she can get overwhelmed in sure. a mm. big group. Like when class is a little more big, she takes her time and she see, she assesses what she wants to do, and then she goes for it. But she's she doesn't always just like reach in, which I respect that because I'm like that. It takes a while for you to warm up, and she's like that. But then once she's in, she is all in, all in. Yeah. And what I love about this watchfulness in both the girls. Again, who you know, we, we try to understand, we try to observe, we try to have like the, oh, they are this way. Mm-hmm. And there's no completely knowing that. But what I kind of see is they have this inner directedness that I find really, truly unique and, and which is the source of their power. And so they don't blindly just jump off cliffs. Though Mila might, <laughs> after she assesses the situation, right. <laughs> but but they have this sense of of, of self awareness in some crazy way, which is sort of like when 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 it's crowded or it's overwhelming or it's busy, they come in and they they find their path through it. They mm-hmm. find their way to make their choices. Um, I think, for example, Hazel. If she sees something new in the room that she's curious about, she is like she will be the first to do it, the first to try it, and the whole class freezes to watch Hazel, mm-hmm. you know, walk on that half pipe or balance or do something a little bit calculated, risky. Mila, on the other hand, I mean, she will, she she might not be she she finds what she loves most mm-hmm. and and she you know she's on that slide yes. she's finding her way up she's finding a new way down she's in the house she she's just again she knows what she wants and she and she makes those choices really clearly yeah even when everybody else in the room is doing something different she's like well Everybody might want to walk in a circle, but that's boring for me. So <laughs> I'm going to go over here and do this. And that, and that's what I love in these girls because they know what they they know themselves in some intuitive, quick way that they don't get pushed into that circle walking and then go, "Oh, I don't like it. Now I'm going to fall apart and have a tantrum." <laughs> they just straight up say, "No thanks. This is where I'm driven to go." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think they have a shorthand for for clarity, and that's why I find them fearless and powerful. Um, so, and and I also believe, and that's why in our program we never make them sit in the circle because children are egocentric, and if they are in a room with other children, they are part of this group. And if they're sitting on standing on top of the slide, or if they're at the kitchen table. 15 feet away, the play kitchen table, they they might be singing, watching, interacting, doing movements over there. They don't know they're not part of the circle when they make their own choice. 
they just expect the circle to do what they want it to do because that's the nature of the age. And um, and this is, they are young because I believe for Mila, for example, everything changes at 18 months. 18 months to two is my favorite age of all ages because it is the biggest, most intense, most concentrated developmental change and growth. This is, this. the terrible twos don't start at two, they start at 18 months. They start the day they say no and mine. And um, and the emotional life and the determination and the the opposition that says I mean when they tested at 14 months they looked at you like um, I'm gonna fall apart because I know what I want and that's not what I want at 18 to 22 months they give you that wink in the eye like I know what you want and watch me just say no just because I can because that's helping me define myself as a separate person from all of that loving attachment bonding that you've done for the first 18 months. Uh, to come back to it, it's a, it's a big developmental step. Okay, Darren just made like this crazy, that, crazy but, eyes like, what? <laughs> what am I in for? But that's okay. If it's all about her growing, you know, then that's it what is, you need to do. <laughs> it's so good. You just need to step back every so often and go, if, can I celebrate this if she really wasn't doing this with me in every minute of the day? Uh, Rebecca, you're nodding. Do you, are you starting to see this this independent stage come Absolutely. into play? Hazel doesn't say no. She just shakes her hand at you. <laughs> so, wait, wait. <laughs> that would be like a quick queen wave. Yes, that's me. That's like, it's like no, 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 that. Yeah. And she does it in such a funny, adorable, rude manner <laughs> that you can't help but be in awe of it, really, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we don't even know where she learned it from, but now we catch ourselves (laughs) doing it. Which is funny because we're learning from her. Because it's so effective. I it's mean, totally if effective. If you imitate that action, you know exactly what she's feeling. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm feeling the power. Mm-hmm. Just just but as you said, She's waving it, but she's not doing the thrust with the hand. She's not violating somebody else's space. She is she is marking her space as right here. And and I'm telling you, and I'm grounded in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I That's love great. it. Yeah, it's I it. she I Hazel doesn't have tantrums. Mm-hmm. And she never really when she gets upset, she um, puts her head down. She gets a little distant, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets upset when we go out to dinner and has a babysitter come. She um, very briefly will do a little fake cry. Mm-hmm. Um, the only tantrum we've ever witnessed was about a week and a half ago at the park. And it was the most bizarre thing because she got down on the ground very slowly, made so sure her head <laughs> just touched the cement, and started flailing her arms and her legs slow motion, like a bug, <laughs> and going, eh, eh. <laughs> we're sitting there, we're like, is this a tantrum? <laughs> like, we had no idea it's what was It's a social happening. experiment. It was for very sure. interesting, and so we started laughing, <laughs> because we had no idea how to react to it, because yeah. it wasn't like a full blown out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we just kind of looked at her and said, that's what you want to do. That's okay. When you're done, let's get up and, you know, let's go back and do what you were doing. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, she's definitely testing. There has been huge changes weekly mm-hmm. since um, I'd say she turned 18, 19 months. Dramatic changes. But, like, you know, now I couldn't tell you what they are, but you're going to notice them yeah. easier. But temperament-wise, Hazel is a little quieter in her expressiveness. She is. Would you describe Mila as quiet in her expressiveness? She can be. Quiet, she but she will fling will herself right know. down to the ground. Well, she used to fling with. herself down. Well, she even fall backwards until she realized that that hurt. Now she does exactly what Hazel is. She sits down, and she goes back, and she just pouts. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like what you just told me not to do. And so that's right now where she's at as far as expressing herself. So when you tell her, like, when she's eating and she has a spoon or a fork in, a hand, in her hand and she's eating with her other hand just shoveling it in her mouth and I say that just doesn't go fast enough I, for Mila no and I, I say please use your spoon or your fork and she will look at me and she will throw it on the floor and she'll say no I'm not and she'll just use her hand it doesn't so work as her. well exactly and I mean I agree with her but I'm just I don't know but don't just know. last night we went out to dinner and she had ice cream afterwards because it came with kids meal so uh-huh. she was all sugared up and um, Michelle <laughs> so walked her up and down day. the plaza afterwards and she didn't want to get in the car and go she was having too much fun so right. you couldn't get her into her she car she just seat. started arching her back first time ever she just was done she was like I, I want to walk around I don't want to get in the car and she threw her temperature I mean no noise no noise no crying get her into but the just, just, just you know physical. just getting set yes. in her annually yes. yes and and the sugar the sugar tantrum is a whole different deal I mean poor <laughs> Hazel uh, because she loves textures in class she had a big 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 <laughs> chunk of um, cranberry sauce oh, with, cranberry with, sauce. Um, with sticks for poking and cutting and um, we saw a whole different side of her yesterday with which I mean she kind of went into sugar zone yeah um, um, yeah, it's it is that drug that they are possessed. It, I can't, you know, that's that's a whole different set of responses because right. you just you're just in survival mode. Like how do, how do I help her get um, back to her balance? Um, but so tell me, I mean, you both have all three of you have this huge pride in who they are and how they express themselves, and and this just. They are masterful in how they tackle the world and find this confidence that, I mean, they they live, I can do this every day. Uh, But there are challenges. Um, What are the most challenging moments for you living with powerful, fearless girls? Darren, you ready? Um, Sometimes just walking around with her is so difficult because she wants to go one way. Like if we go to a store or something, I say we need to go this way. She wants to go the opposite way, and she won't let me hold her hand. As soon as I hold her hand, she, she falls down <laughs> to the ground, and everybody's staring at me. Like, what did you do? Did you push and then you her? have that neon sign over your head that says, clueless, clueless, clueless. <laughs> and I just wait for her to get back up. I take her hand again, and as soon as I take her hand again, right okay. back down. So you taught us the trick recently, though, hold on to the back of her shirt mm-hmm. so she doesn't very realize gently. that we're very uh, gently I don't even know you're doing it yeah but yeah. it's just that little extra res- boundary that says I've got you Fairly and good. I'm steering and guiding even th- I'm trying to respect your independence and your freedom of mo- movement yeah. while um, putting up a, like a, the way I like to describe them the bumpers in the bowling alley like mm-hmm. you just put up the yeah, bumpers so they can you can steer a little so it so she will but yeah. again she has to go through that process to sort of to get herself ready to walk with you, would you say? 
Um, yeah, she. I think just recently we were saying she's starting to let us hold her hand. Okay. I let she holds my finger, and that makes Again, you her give feel her control. More in control. You give her that yeah, sense definitely. of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Every fearless, powerful girl. If you if you create an oppositional situation, they're going to have to be assertive because their way is 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 so powerful within themselves. So when you say, "Here's how you can have your power." Um, and the responsibility for yourself while still being a partner with me. So letting her hold your finger, letting her yeah. feel it. makes like, a world of difference. And she just gets happy. She just gets happy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, because it's about her, because you're celebrating her power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So walking in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, we took her to the beach recently. She just wanted to run head first into My the water. My challenge is the fear. My again own and again. fear. She had no fear. Yeah. Jumping she into the pool. She was body surfing. <laughs> You know, into the waves. She would take a run, 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 and then the waves would come in, and she would just flop belly flop into the face water, first. Into the ocean. Face and it's down scary. I mean, over I've and been over in the waves over. here, where <laughs> you know, like, where with it can take a child out yeah. with it. I mean, so. he's sitting right there, but still, I'm watching, and yeah. it's. Yeah. And in the pool recently, she we were playing on the first step, and she jumped off and went. Right to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I pulled her right out. She was gasping for air, and I was like, "Well, that'll teach her." <laughs> but no, she said that was a new experience. I want to try that again. I want to try it again so I can solve it myself. Like, what piece of this puzzle don't I understand yet? Mm-hmm. She's fallen off, yeah, yeah, okay. and gotten right back up and done the exact same thing to fall off again. So she can she, she learn from that. Learn it. It's she a tough it. one because until she has the skills. Um, you know, she, you're, you're walking this very precarious boundary because if you always rescue, rescue her, then you will be the, per- then she will expect you to be there to catch her every mm-hmm. single time right. and she will walk off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why even on our slide at school, it's like, I ask you not to, not you personally, right. but everybody in general, not to really overmanage mm-hmm. them because they have to get a sense of the fall. They have to get a sense of the risk in order for them to go, uh-oh, what if some but he's not here to pluck me back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, but you don't want her in danger. So, it's, <laughs> right. so I mean, yes, until she gets those swimming lessons, right. you know, mm-hmm. until and as she gets closer to two, you'll have that power of language that says, oh, you'll be able to swim back to the top. And she'll think, swimming? What's this swimming thing? And then she will want to learn that next piece of the puzzle. But again, if you you can't just rescue her because she's fearless. Right. So it's it's that how do I hold her safe within her risk taking boundaries? Because she she's going to take big risks. Yeah. <sighs> Whoa. Scary. So and the life threatening ones, I jump in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I think the other thing I was thinking, like what you know, in all of those situations. And even with children, you know, in streets and all of those things, it's when you have a child that's that fearless, you have to be smarter than them. You have to know, don't think for a second she's going to do what I want her to do versus what she wants to do. Because she's all, I mean, if you you have to be there, you have to know that Darren's there at the pool when you open up the door to the pool. You have to know when we unload everything at the beach, one adult is there and available just to partner with her. It's, it's, I don't know, Michelle just made this face like... That's exactly what you need. (laughs) But but like, but this overwhelming, exhausted, how do I keep thinking of every contingency so that I'm right. a three steps step, ahead of her. Yeah, exactly. um, three, not even three, one step. Exactly. Because she's you a three step. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so 
Rebecca, where are your challenges with um, when, when it's hard for you to honor and celebrate? It's hard for me to watch Hazel get frustrated um, with perfection issues. And I've watched her try something, and if she doesn't get it the first time, she throws it away. And so... For example? Because um, the first image that came to my mind is that preschooler with art, but that's not that's that's a little bit more advanced than, than yeah, what she's doing right now. Yeah, I would now. say... First couple times I ever witnessed it, like about a year ago, was with puzzles. Mm-hmm. If she couldn't get the shapes into the right shapes. And I saw her give up. And, you know, with one of those shapes that you put through the holes, mm-hmm. um, you know, she would get all of them except for two. And when she got to those two, because she already knew she met, she couldn't do it once, she just stopped. And she'd get up and leave. And so that's what's hard because I see her face change when she's disappointed in herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we're watching it now with her speech. Okay. What I've been noticing is that she was verb- she was more verbal. I mean, she has her own language. She's very, she talks all the time. Not so much in public, but she really does have her own language. And then about six months ago, she actually had some words. I don't know if she wasn't, maybe I tried to correct her too many times mm-hmm. on how to say it, or somebody couldn't understand her, or something like that. She just stopped. Okay. Um, until she does something perfectly mm-hmm. and is rewarded by that, she won't really rewarded try it again. from the experience, yes, not re- from an external yes. reward. Rewarded from mm-hmm. the experience, then she doesn't want to do it, okay. and she becomes shy. It's part of her watchfulness, and mm-hmm. and while she has this boldness, that is part of her learning style and her and 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 her, mm-hmm. and her personality. She also has this temperament that is that she does think things through, mm-hmm. and it's part of when we were just you were describing her coming into the room and making her choice of mm-hmm. where she wants to be. She is, and and all, they both are in different ways. They are thinking five steps ahead. Yes. Um, and so in in some, again, it may not be a verbal cognitive three steps, but that's how, their experience of the world is complicated and deep and yeah. profound. And so um, s- there, there's a lot of strategies for that mm-hmm. um, with the language. Um, ju- if you just immerse her in a 50-50 language, not in, we overtalk often. Yeah. Um, I overtalk a lot because <laughs> um, I narrate everything. Um, but I make sure that I pause for that expectation of language, uh, that, that thing that says, oh, wait, you have something to say back to me. And I need to hear it. And so as you let her know that it's not about how she's um, speaking or, the, or, the, or how perfectly it is, but it's part of this social engagement. Mm-hmm. And then I think because she is social, but, she's, but she, her, she is more inner than, mm-hmm. than, than she doesn't. I've never seen her do things for applause. I've never, even no, when, she, yeah, even she when the whole class is applauding for something that she's done. Um, she, so that's, that, is, that is pays, tricky. She'll, it, she might smile, but she's mm-hmm. still. In Howard Gardner from Harvard, who has nine to 11 multiple intelligence strategies or, or styles, he talks about that as intrapersonal skills. It's not inter, it is what happens from within. And maybe that's why I'm so drawn to their power, because I love that mm-hmm. inner power. 
Um, in terms of the puzzles, it's the perfectionism is tricky, but it's it's this sense of how do I help you? How do how do I give you world, the world in pieces, um, or just let her know that she has that option to come back to the puzzle? Oh, you didn't like it when you couldn't do those other two. I'm going to put that over here for you, and one day. A, a key, if you hold that focus forward for her and say, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Will you tell me when you're ready. Again, give her that sense of power and control over the experience. And it might be just a whole different example, almost like Mila holding the finger. It's how do I help you know um, mm-hmm. this didn't beat you? You can beat this because she is about aligning herself mm-hmm. with her power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she. I mean, I love that we've got complicated. You know, we have parents of very complicated girls at this table, and uh, I said to the parents before we started recording, and I, I want to say it out loud now. I want to check in with these parents every <laughs> year um, and watching how these personalities and this girl power mm, ex- exhibits itself with each developmental stage and each new challenge um, because um, she is, uh, Hazel is thoughtful and curious and driven mm-hmm. um, in, in a unique way. And um, that will be a, a challenge for you. Forever and ever She's and ever. very particular. It's it's very interesting to watch because she likes... I see so much of myself because she likes things in certain order. Yeah. And watching it of somebody who's under two is very interesting and amazing and almost scary at the same time because you don't want that to impede on, you know, the development of yeah. her as a child. And this, this, this has come up so often in the podcast when we see ourselves and our children. <laughs> and it's how do we make peace um, with the th- parts of us that, can't be, that won't be changed? You know? and, and with all children, I want children to reach their most magnificent potential on whatever course is theirs and theirs alone. But as that happens, there's no way to make it easy. There's no way to make it um, neat and tidy. What it's going to be is how do I honor the strengths and do my very best to fill in this jigsaw puzzle of skills that helps with managing the things that are challenging. And first we manage with them and for them and next to them and over the next 18 years, 20 years, 30 years, because your parents are kind of still doing it for you. It's how do I um, help um, build the strategies around the things that are challenging because we can't we don't want to be perfect um, my, my number one cliche is perfect parents don't raise perfect children they raise children who don't feel good enough mm-hmm. and so it's by us celebrating the messiness of mm-hmm. all of this and letting them know that their challenges are okay mm-hmm. not to be fixed and there's the hard part when she's frustrated you go mm-hmm. yeah that was hard. Mm-hmm. You didn't like mm-hmm. that. And, and come first with acceptance. And then we start filling in the, the skills and the strategies and the emotional pieces of that puzzle. And, and for, those of, for those of you that are just coming into the twos and the two and a halves, what happens, what's going to be the biggest challenge is how do we teach our children to think and feel at the same time? So when, she's, when she feels that frustration, you use the word um, disappointed in herself. I think she's disappointed 
but she's more. She, I think she's more angry at the puzzle. Hopefully, <laughs> right. yeah. She's I not I, quite I, I'm not going to let you. Be, I'm not going to let her be disappointed <laughs> in herself. Um, but there is. The, but how do? What do I do with that feeling? Mm-hmm. And get, how, and how do I look at it, feel it, manage it, and come up with what my next steps are? That's thinking and feeling and. We have trouble with that. That's that's the that's emotional literacy at its best. So do we just encourage them shake it off? Shake. We'll try it again another time. I don't know. So. We can't tell them how to do it. Um, actually, it's kind of like um, sometimes you might have to say shake it off. I think you shake it off. You're not ready for this. You need a let's let's walk away. Shake shake shake. Walk away if you want to go back. Or you say, do you want to shake it off? Because sometimes, you know, she's, you can't, if she, if she gets water up her nose and she is like, I can't believe, she's going right back in. And she might be angry that that has happened to her. Angry, yeah. If she's angry, you can't say, shake it off. You might have to say, go ahead, let it, see, see, with Hazel, she's showing it quietly in her face, Mm -hmm. quietly in her tantrum. I didn't like it. I'm not comfortable. With Mila, it's like, how dare the world put that <laughs> obstacle in my place? She, I get some. I, I don't know. It's a little bit of collaboration. I will help help you find the response that helps you move forward. <laughs> and, and a lot of it's trial and error and knowing yourself and knowing your child and knowing the situation. In the sugar situation, it's going to be different. <laughs> um, but then, then at, at, a, at her best, when she's going to be most resilient. But I have one big topic that we got to put on the table. Uh, Michelle, tell us about a social situating, situation that Mila found herself in. Um, we were playing at um, the gym and with a bunch of other kids, and there were balls. They play with balls, and there was probably like 15 balls and 10 kids or whatever. And um, Mila loves balls, and she was trying to take one of the balls that another child had and the grandmother of um one of the kids says oh your um your daughter's a bully and i I, she didn't say it so much like that but she was like oh she's the bully and i said i don't think i would say that about her she's only 17 months um i think she just doesn't know any better and then I just walked away and went and got Mila and said, you know, that she was playing with that. Here's another ball. And then two minutes later, she was grabbing <laughs> another one out of another, like fighting with another kid over yeah, the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, and just because she wants, she saw the color she wanted and she went for it. And there's only three of those. <laughs> and so it was, it, it was shocking, a little disconcerting because she's very young and I didn't, that word gets The word doesn't fit. It doesn't fit and I'm struggling with it with, with preschool age children. If I, and and this is a whole nother conversation for another time, but I am so opposed to describing preschool age, any girls as mean girls. Mm -hmm. This is a time of skill building. This is a time of experimentation. Yes, we must teach them what works and what doesn't work in group settings, what helps them to get what they want and to be sensitive and empathetic towards other children. However, um, our kids are not good sharers um, and they are not um, thoughtful and 
considerate and, oh, may I have that bowl when you're finished? I mean, that's a whole different deal. So they are not bullies, and the boys out there aren't bullies who are expressing themselves in more physical ways. Um, But what happens is, and then we get to um, Amy Poehler and Sheryl Sandberg and a mightygirl.com that are saying, let's just eliminate the word word bossy out there because we want our girls to be assertive, and we don't want them to always play nice because those are cultural stereotypes that are hurting them in the long run so back to what do you do when you're in that situation is again you are in that situation with Mila where you want to be three steps ahead Um, when you want to if you see her running for the red ball then it's going to be like Mila Mila wait you love red balls and you you're you want that child's ball um Let's go ask. Now, you can, if you can anticipate it, you can anticipate. You can, you can go through that social modeling with her. Right. Um, in our classrooms, that will be our agenda. When we get to the separation class, the transition class, this is a social-emotional agenda, and I'm spending a lot of time on helping children express themselves in social settings, in close proximity to one another, when, when somebody else has a toy. And sometimes it's not even about the toy. It's about social power. And up until this age, they didn't care about what anybody else in the room was doing. Now they're like, oh, look at all these other people that may or may not be <laughs> interested in my way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, but it is social skill developing. It takes time. And um, if I could, if I could, that I would like to censor everybody in the universe for. Um, it's, it's not appropriate. Um, that you handled it calmly. Yes, Congratulations. I was very proud and surprised. <laughs> Dad, what would you have said? <laughs> hey, back off, Grandma! <laughs> I don't know. Dad's kind of I would have been upset, though. I know I would have been upset. Upset for Mila? Upset at the inappropriateness? Upset that somebody would think that, even, of somebody her age, because of course she's not empathetic of their feelings at this age, you know? And she's not thinking, how is that going to make him feel when I take right, his right, ball right, away? Right. So, so. We're using the share, the word share a lot more. Take turns is better than sharing. Oh. Even with three-year-old girls, I have a classic example of girls sharing, and they were all in this whole deal of, of, of they all wanted the same thing. And I came over to them, and it was like hysterics. I mean, it was like, I came over and I said, what's going on? And they're like, and she did this. And and, and then they're all like finger pointing. And I said, what should we do? And three-year-old girls um, know how to please. And they are as smart as could be. And they puffed up their chests and they went, we should share. And I went, oh, what a good idea. Who should go first? <laughs> and they, they, they went through this huge transformation, and they got this evil look in their eye, and they all crossed their arms and said, Me! <laughs> so even at three and four, um, sharing is great. You share with me, please. It's not going to be my natural tendency. So they do need us monitoring, playing side by side, or being ready to jump in and staying at arm's length. So I'm glad she only took the ball rather than hit, push, slug, or bite, which is also very much a part of this new age you're coming into. 
I'm so glad you were here. We've run out of time. Um, lots more to say about your girls in particular and uh, powerful girls in general. But I want to close with my favorite way of ending on a positive, And that is, um, you guys got this. You understand your girls. You understand yourselves. You are there to be their advocate, their guide, their best teachers. Um, so in closing, let's hear how you've got this. Not forever, but for today, for just this week, for right now, how you feel like you can really handle this. Darren? Well, I just encourage the rebellion in her. <laughs> you know, I'm proud of that. Yeah! Um, and I hope that she continues to think for herself and to act on what she feels is best for her. Okay, so you have to, like, tattoo that somewhere so that you can, like, see it when, you're, when, you're, when she's rebelling against you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad. Good. Michelle? Um, I think because she makes me laugh and so happy and she amazes me every day that even through the hard times, uh, there's oh, right after that, there's always something that makes me laugh and that is funny and it just makes it easy. Er. <laughs> Are you surprised by her power? Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. And I'm very, I'm thrilled about it. I love so. it. I just hope we can keep her that way and not let the world or anybody make her not feel like she's powerful. I promise you we can. Every year, here we will meet um, <laughs> for, for Mila and for Hazel. Rebecca? Um, same. You know, embrace and um, encourage the curiosity and the independence and uh, really cherish when she's silly um, and just love every aspect of who she is and watch and learn from her as much as I'm trying to teach um, her a good path and develop who she's going to become in the world. She's changing me as much as, you know, I have influence on her. So. I love it. I love it. And I am so glad these powerful girls have these amazing parents. So thank you, thank you. Thank and, you. Thank you. And we're glad we have you that'll yes. lead us <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.